Hello and welcome to Missing Mystic Falls, where we cast a critical eye over every single episode of the hit CW show, The Vampire Diaries. My name's Catherine and I'm joined with my co-host Ellie. Hello. And someone whose first crush was on David Attenborough and Donny Osmond, Alice. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, hello. Today we are talking about season two, episode 12, The Descent. The episode was written by Elizabeth Kraft and Sarah Fain and directed by Marcus Seeger. It first aired on the 27th of January, 2011. So we've hit 2011. The naughties are truly a thing of the past. (laughs) When Damon tries to get the truth out of Jules, he asks Elena to keep an eye on Rose, a situation that turns out to be unexpectedly dangerous. Oh, what an episode. You get all the emotions in this one. Right, when we talk about, oh, we wish filler episodes were better, this is what I mean. It's kind of a standout, even though it's Rose-centric, it's kind of also a very Damon-centric episode. And nothing really happens, the plot doesn't really move on bar Rose dying, but we knew she was going to die at the end of the last one. But I think it does a lot of good stuff in it. Mm. I agree. I think it builds on, I think it's one of those, it does build on like character development and things like that, which I feel like a lot of the other filler episodes just haven't even bothered looking at character development and like regression as well at the same time oh yeah yeah when I say about yeah yeah. I kind of liked that I don't we'll we'll go on to it because it's kind of at the end but yeah I liked that it's not always like a linear growth for for certain people no What, what I will say is mad that this show does is like they show Jules as this like really callous murderer who doesn't really care how it the episode starts is it like wakes up with Jules Jules wakes up after the full moon and you've seen all the campers that she's clearly like slaughtered and she just puts them in a pile and then the policeman arrives and she just pretends that she's like one of the friends and then kills the policeman. Damon has done so many worse things but for some reason I'm the show makes me more outraged by Jules's behavior than Damon's and I don't understand. Yeah we met Jules in the last episode she didn't seem like the nicest person in the world she was willing to like kill the vampires but that was largely because they tried to kill her and like killed mason but she's suddenly (laughs) gone from just wanting to kill people that have wronged her to being okay murdering just anyone that comes in her anybody and i think i think maybe what makes it so feel worse is i don't think it's the slaughtered campers when she was a wolf i think it's the fact that she when she's not a wolf anymore it feels almost like she's human kills the policeman literally with a rock so i think it feels almost more relatable than damon in some ways because damon's a vampire like he's always biting people snapping their necks we can never do that jules literally hit someone over the head with a massive boulder we knew mason was like tying himself up because he was worried about what would happen when he was a wolf whereas it seems like jules is very happy to be like free roaming and like whatever happens happens like she doesn't really care that wolf and the fact that she said to the policeman like a wolf attacked us also, it feels very unnecessary for her to kill the policeman, given that it's clearly a wolf that attacked the campers. No, no, I, I think had he done any, she had like piled up the bodies and had started to burn them. And yeah. she, she, she looked flawless. Like, yeah. let's be honest, she, she clearly wasn't attacked. Mystic Falls' finest aren't like the sharpest tools in the shed, but I do think they would be like, there's something dodgy about this woman's <laughs> story. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, I've got that written down. I was like, is the policeman not really confused why there are body parts stacked up? <laughs> you know how wolves like to wolf make nice do piles and then they burn them. <laughs> Classic wolf attack. <laughs> Classic there. 
<laughs> I also think it seems a bit more not violent than when David because we literally see body parts like when David kills people we normally see him bite the neck maybe there's a bit of blood and then they kind of just fall to the floor we're seeing like limbs scattered around yeah, yeah. it's definitely very brutal think back to Damon torturing Mason yeah, true. that was really none of us liked that scene no. that was so like horrifically brutal that was awful yeah actually but that mm. oh but yeah, that's the thing. We forget it and we're like, oh, Damon. Especially in this episode. Mm. We're just like, oh, yeah, Damon. Auntie Jules. Yeah. And I'm like, Damon's not a great character. <laughs> yeah, that kind of takes us to the main crux of the episode. It is, you know, Elena goes over to the Salvatore house and Rose is dying there. Yeah. A werewolf bite sounds awful. And I think this also links back to what we were saying about Jules. But Jules seems to know exactly what she's done to rose and doesn't care Mm -hmm. because this is a bit of a filler episode and it all kind of links i don't feel too bad that we're going to a bit later but when damon finds jules and he's and she's like has the dementia set in has the pain set in like she seems to know exactly what a werewolf fight will do to a vampire and she just like doesn't care that it's rose she's just a bit sad that she didn't get to do it to damon yeah no it sounds like she has bitten vampires before and then sat and watched them slowly and very painfully die it looks like the worst death that we've seen like rose goes mad even at the start it's so heartbreaking because she talks about how much so much of her life was on the run and yes she's been alive for a very long period of time but most of that, she didn't get to have a life. She didn't. She only had a, like one friend, Trevor, who was a bit of an ass. She didn't like date. Date. She didn't like allow herself to really put down any kind of roots anywhere. So even though she's had this really long life, it's kind of sad that she's finally decided to not be afraid anymore, and then like is instantly killed. Yeah, and also she's never had a daylight ring, which I. Let's not get onto it because we do think it's ridiculous. Oh God. But like, but she's yeah. never seen the sun in five hundred mm-hmm. years. It is, yeah, it is awful. She really hasn't had a life, and like her fondest memories are back in like, well, how long was that? It's like, how long she been alive? It's the fifteen hundreds. The fifteen hundreds. She was. She said five hundred and sixty years, didn't she? She'd like calculated it. Yeah, and she's a character who's she's been in a bit of this season but she's not been in what she's been in like four or five episodes yeah so they managed to make her death really heartbreaking and obviously they do it through the perspective of damon but i think having a whole episode dedicated to this character that's not one of our main characters slowly dying quite a good idea it's like an interesting like narrative Hmm. stand that they're, they're taking I watched it on my commute to work and I will say I was crying on the train. I, I cried in this episode. This was this the first not... rewatch episode I've cried in. Yeah. Mm. Me too. I was very close when Sheila died, but I didn't like fully cry. This one I cried in. One bit, Elena comes over and Stefan and Damon are starting to drink Vervain. It's clearly first thing in the morning. Does Elena put Stefan's Vervain in like whiskey <laughs> as a morning drink? Because that's, I think that's, she does. <laughs> It seems so doubly upsetting. I was like, put it in a smoothie or something. Yeah, put it in something nice. <laughs> in a smoothie. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I, I think, right. <laughs> I'm just like, there's so much stuff in a smoothie that it could be hidden more mm-hmm. than whiskey at like 9 a.m. Yeah, I mean, I imagine the alcohol is strong enough to maybe take the edge off. I don't know. Clearly not, because Stefan does not have a good reaction. <laughs> I do like that they're trying to get stronger. You know, they're, they're trying to better themselves. 
Oh yeah, no, no, no issue with the vein. My main issue is whiskey at like nine a.m. <laughs> I also don't know why Elena has to prepare it. Why does she have to come over to do it? Can't she just like make him a batch? He, could, he, it was already in this like little vial that he had. He's more than capable of preparing his yeah. own drink. Stefan sounds so dumb in this scene, talking about how oh you made a deal with Elijah, not me. Like he's trying to outsmart Elijah, and I still think they just don't have. And well, he is trying to go get more information, I guess. But the way he's going about it is so cocky. Yeah, he definitely thinks he's the one that's going to like save the day. And he was like, when have I ever wanted anyone to get hurt? Like he's going to save everyone. What is he on about? Also, the logic is so idiotic of like they can trust Isabel, but they can't trust Elijah. And it's like, when has Isabel's like actively tried to kill all of them? So I don't, they've never, they don't know Elijah. So like, Okay, fair, they don't know, but they don't know if they can or can't. Elizabeth, Elizabeth, Isabel has a really bad track record. We as the audience have seen a few moments where she does care about Elena, but our main characters have never seen that. She's never shown to them any kind of warmth for Elena. In fact, she's been like, you know, if you're looking for affection, you're not going to find it. I don't care. I'll kill you. And yet they're happier they think that's more trustworthy than Elijah, who everyone has been like, he's a man of his word. Like, we should have done a tally about how many people say that because like... He's a man of honour. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to give a shout out to the line that Stefan says, he's an original. I don't know what that means. And I don't know if Stefan knows that or the writers. I don't think they know what that means. Yet. <laughs> I think the writers do not know at all. No. And Damon convinces... Elena to look after Rose because she's a do-gooder. She comes down, Elena comes down to see Damon and Rose talking and she she looks at Rose's bite. She sees that she is clearly like dying and she's like, Damon, please, can you talk to Stefan <laughs> about going to yeah. see Isabel? <laughs> so, have, yeah. have some doubt. <laughs> That's fair. I did think the prosthetics of the bite looked really good. It looked gruesome. Yeah. Oh, there were so many bits in this episode, which is like when Rose loses her mind that I was just like, oh, this is not nice. Like what they really, when they, when like Elena digs oh, her hand God. in. Oh, yeah, that, that was one. so unpleasant. Oh, that was awful. Oh, I really felt for Rose this episode. She has not had a good time. No, no, no. I also really don't think Elena was the right person to play nurse. Mm-mm. Like I get that they wanted someone there to like talk to her. And I know they didn't really fully know what was going to happen. I agree. They have three vampires that can look after themselves. And a witch. Why is Elena the choice of person to babysit Rose? Yeah. And also that she doesn't really understand. Rose is evidently kind of like trying to deal with dying, having mm-hmm. lived for this long and all that. And Elena's the least the person who's going to be least able to understand that. Yeah, but mm. if it's Elena, that means the writers get Elena in Damon's bedroom. And apparently that's a big deal. And that is a big deal. I can't believe it. This is the first time you've been in his room. It's such a weird, like... (laughs) And also, why is she so fascinated by it? Because the room is where the sex happens. Like, look at this bed. That's where he fucks. (laughs) The fact that she was like, oh, I thought there'd be silk sheets. Like, why have you imagined what Damon's bed... Like, sheets are like in his bed. It's also, I hate the room. I hate his and Stefan's room, both of them, in like this crazy big house. Neither of them have a nice room. I hate the open bathroom. I know it's the idea that I just hate it. (laughs) Oh no, I hate an open bathroom. I'm with you. So in Damon's room, is the whole bathroom open? Yeah, there's no door. There's no door. 
No. No, it's just like the bathtub. It's like round the side, I think, but it isn't like there's no door to it. I thought it was like directly looking from the bed. I think the bat, the shower question. is maybe. Where's the toilet? Did vampires use the toilet? Yes, because yes. do you remember Vicky being like, why I do I have pee, to pee? I'm yes. dead. Okay, good. So the toilet is in an open space too. I guess I it must so. be. That's disgusting. Is it? <laughs> some, things, some things should be private. I agree. Yeah, a million percent. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Our neighbours used to have that and I thought it was unpleasant. Really? Why are you so into, do you know so much about what your neighbours back? When were you there? Because I, I used to I used to babysit right. their kids sometimes. Okay. And I'd been into the house so I was friends with the neighbours before and they'd had the same room but they'd had a bathroom separate. And then the new neighbours knocked through that wall so that it would be an open bathroom to the bedroom. And I was like, why? Why did you do that? Do you remember that cottage we stayed in, Catherine, in our our bedroom? (laughs) It was like a a hallway into mine and Catherine's bedroom. But like there was a gap in the wall that you could see straight, (laughs) straight into the bathroom. So like if one of of us was showering or went to the toilet and the other one one of us was like out of the room, we could have like just walked in unknowingly and just like... I just come back to you always in these places that have open bathrooms. Even if you, first of all, sometimes it's not a couple staying there. But even if you are a couple, everyone wants to poo in peace. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> Some things yeah. Surely. are private. I once stayed in a hotel with my brother and my sister and it was like an open bathroom. And it was like the three of us there. And all of us had to literally be like, we're going for a shower. Please stay in that area of the bedroom yeah. like, or just leave the room. Like it just yeah. wasn't nice. Yeah. No. So we're against that. <laughs> Very clearly. I, re- I really feel we've lowered the tone of the conversation, but <laughs> because my next note is quite a serious thing, <laughs> which is that Rose Toy is talking about the fact that family is not compatible with be- being a vampire. And this is such a big theme of the entire series of like being vampire and being human and what you gain and what you lose i think no it's really it's really sad hearing it. and she's like she's never really been loved like elena's loved um and how she's kind of never really been able to like have that life and i think she's kind of almost pushing that and you can kind of see i think something that maybe is i guess folding the plot a tiny bit but it's kind of rose almost giving a pep talk to elena about how she's kind of mm-hmm. giving up with her deal with elijah um and she should sort of fight for her humanity i guess in her life my question is Elena giving up? Because Elijah said he wants to kill Klaus. Like, that's the deal they've made. Like, he will be weaker and she, they, he can then... Klaus will be weaker during the ceremony. Elijah can kill him. Is it giving up? I guess it depends what giving up means. I think she knows because she, he was like, oh, I'll protect your friends and I'll kill Klaus. I think she has mm-hmm. kind of inferred she's still gonna die she's gonna die especially after what happened with rose and trevor where his words were very much like i will forgive you to rose and said nothing about trevor so then he killed Mm. trevor yeah i think i think she's quite on what the actual deal means i I think she knows but she's kind of not saying it out loud because everyone will get a bit annoyed (laughs) yeah Yeah. no i get that part of me is just like i don't really see how it's giving up i guess what rose says it's like it's the easiest option it's not rather than yeah is it is it easy? I don't think it sounds very easy. Not trusting Elijah? No. Dying. No, dying. Sorry, I see. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the more passive option. Yeah. yeah. But then it's the safest, which is always like Elena's thing. It's like the safest for her friends. It's not the safest for mm-hmm. her. 
yeah sorry i've just that was such a side note not relevant to this episode at all but i was just intrigued <laughs> but, no, but she's i think elena seems quite smart this episode because she also works out that luca must be with elijah and therefore the moonstone's not been dispelled so they, they have kind of put these things together and i'm like you go girl smart cookie yeah, yeah. just being like eh, it's still in existence mm-hmm. this is happening yeah and then you get rose starting to have delusions so elena comes back into like she's kind of calling for trevor and elena goes to fetch her some water and comes back into the room and rose is gone and she thinks elena's catherine and to be fair doppelgangers are confusing at the best of times yeah yeah it isn't the most massive of leaps no don't you think elena takes too long to call for help after the first yeah. time yeah. where she's mistaken her for catherine i'd be like this is a dangerous situation <laughs> i need some backup even if she hadn't mistaken Elena for Catherine. When Rose starts talking to Trevor and calling for the horses, I'd be like, something is happening here. She's not in her right state of mind. And I am a human and she is a vampire. And maybe I should get a vampire in this situation just in case. But yeah. And I also think because this happens, yeah, Elena doesn't call for help until the second time Rose attacks her. But she doesn't also get out the house she runs upstairs to Stephanie's room. She's at the front door and she runs upstairs. She doesn't run out into the sunlight where Rose can't get her. I just couldn't believe what she was doing. Yeah, it wasn't. And also it meant she was in debt. Like, I know she didn't really realise this, but if she called for help earlier, she could have sort of stopped and helped Rose without letting it descend into Rose roaming the streets. Yeah, yeah, because that's the thing. She... She because she's hidden in Stefan's room, she has no idea where Rose has gone. She has no idea if Rose is in the house or not. It's like silent for a while and then she escapes. I will say she does like open the curtains in the room, mm. which quite often they don't do. So I'll give her points yeah. for that. And she does yeah. like d- break the curtains when Rose is attacking. Yeah, her. and yeah. does the, the back oh, goes in on the bike. Oh, that's so painful to even think about. <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. In fairness to Elena, I think Damon takes his sweet time getting there because it's light when she calls for help and then it's pitch black by the time Damon arrives. So how long did he spend? Mystic Falls is not that big. He should have got there in five minutes. Yeah. Also, if I were Elena, this is where we get back to the group yep. chat point of view. Like, I know <laughs> Stefan's out of town looking for Isabel. I get that. <laughs> but, like, why just Damon? Because, like you say, you've also got Rick who's a hunter, you've got Bonnie, who's a witch, you've got Caroline, who's a vampire, you do have Tyler, who's a werewolf, who isn't meant to know about anyone else, but, like, if you were desperate, you could be like, Tyler, please, can you come help? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The podcat's outside, give me two seconds. (laughs) She's just meowing and then running away, sorry. (laughs) Also, and please, I welcome being fat-checked here, because I feel like they wouldn't have made (laughs) such a silly mistake as this, Um, and maybe I'm being nitpicking, but Rose is like having these um, kind of hallucinations about being back in her homeland and Elena asks her about it. And she's like, oh, I was in St. Austell, oh, Alice, 30 kilometres. I have from- a note on this. You're absolutely right. From London. It's it's in Cornwall. It's 350 kilometres <laughs> yeah. from London. I even Googled to check if there was a historic St. Austell that was closer. And no. Just Google. <laughs> Just Google it. Don't get that wrong. Just say it's like, say it, sorry. They use yeah. sorry in so many places. That or is say like 350 kilometres from London. Yeah. But also, why are they saying kilometres? They use miles, we use miles. Are they trying to say, we've always used miles and they've always used miles? I wonder, I was trying to work out, because also, yeah, in the dream, I was like, this looks nothing like 
30 kilometers south of London. But then I was also like, this is 500 years ago. So did they use kilometers 500 years ago? No. I don't think so, because I think the imperial, like the... The metric, like metric was after the imperial, definitely. Because it's a system that makes sense as opposed to the imperial, which is like based on hands and whatever. It's a really weird thing for them to do because they must have looked at a place in the UK. That's that's what and I the mean, fact that they yeah. Also, did they yeah. did she say yeah. it weirdly? I th- I think she said it okay. Like I even tried googling similar places like <laughs> with an O instead of an A U. Like I got into this, <laughs> but I mean maybe I'm wrong. If anyone knows better, I don't think um, you are. Oh, I think they've just it's it's a weird thing. Like why pick a place in the UK but then not put it where it is in the UK? It's fine for her to be from Cornwall. She doesn't need to be near London. No. I have a thought, guys. You know how our dream is to go to Mystic Falls? Well, in the meantime, let's go to St. Austell, our only (laughs) location that we've had in the UK. (laughs) Go to where Rose is from. Yeah, why not? (laughs) (laughs) But do we try and go 30 kilometres from London or 350 kilometres? No. The real real St. Austell. We're going to go to Cornwall. (laughs) Because that would just be fields and horses. Like, that is more accurate. I, I do think 500 years ago, 30 kilometres south of London would also be fields and horses. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, completely agree. I completely agree. But like, we'll probably go there now and it will yes, still be fields exactly. and horses. That's what we want. And we can dress up as Rose in bad wigs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't think that's a nitpick, Alice. I think that is the writers just like not using Google. <laughs> they, but like, they must, have, they must have used Google to find it. Like, how did they find the... No, the cat, okay. She's just right outside the door. She's refusing to come in. I'm just ignoring her. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, Rose is loose at a school event. I don't even know what the school event is, but it's a classic Vampire Diary situation. (laughs) I know we'll get on to, like, Caroline and Tyler and Matt in a little bit, but, like, it made no sense to me. Because it's during the day, but it's not a school day. It must be a weekend. But, like, Caroline's a cheerleader. She's taking out the bins at one point. But like someone else is in a cheerleading outfit. Like what is the... Is it a pep rally? She's not in her outfit. I don't know because it looked like it was like a carnival type thing. They can't have outside. another carnival. Like, they can. No. <laughs> but like what's outside? It's something that's outside but they could have moved into the cafeteria. Because when Rose turns up, Liz says to move everyone into the cafeteria. Yeah, why don't they cancel the party? We, yeah. They, yeah. Mystic Falls can't cancel an event. Mystic Fools needs to do more school things in the day because everything if if they th- if they don't know about daylight rings right and they think that only vampires can walk in the night then just do everything in the day. Do they, yeah. do they still not know about daylight rings? The council. I don't, I don't think, think so. Yeah, fucking idiots, you know. Because I think that's why they're just like it can't be Damon or Stefan because they walk in the day. Even though Damon conveniently finds every single vampire and they ask no follow up questions about how. Or he goes, you don't Zero need to know. Zero follow-up questions. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, no, no, no. I, I need to know how you found Rose. But Rose, yeah, is killing people at the school. And I have to talk about the worst extras I think they have ever hired, which is the couple <laughs> that Rose kills. Because they're like, what was going on back there with the police? Uh, some man dropped dead. They say, like, they say it so casually, like they don't care. I think these people won a competition to be in the show. No doubt. <laughs> that awful what i did think was interesting bar the really bad acting was it takes us back to the damon days yeah Yeah. definitely exactly the same sort of like oh looking around and then someone just falls i think was it the first episode someone fell from a tree or there was blood dripping from a tree onto a car this feels right oh yeah 
when they were, and it's always couples, always couples yeah. for some bizarre reason. <laughs> it's because he likes a couple. <laughs> but unlike Damon, when Rose like snaps out of it, we see how she actually feels about killing. Like she's she's distraught that she's killed these people. Like she's not a vampire who kills. No, and I think that also really like like you say we don't know much about Rose, but we can see that she has been on the run from no fault of her own. Like she didn't want to betray Klaus and but she stuck by Trevor because she's a loyal good friend then she stayed around to help Elena because she felt like it was the right thing to do and then you can see that she has never once wanted to take a human life she's never she like hates that part of it all even after like 500 years and yeah she does that really good speech about talking about like being a vampire being human and then talk says the line she's like being human it haunts me that is such a good line. That is a really great piece of writing. 10 out of 10. It is just, it is so sad and sort of her talking about how she doesn't have a home. Um, and he, she kind of sees it, I guess, tells Elaine about the more human side of Damon. Like, he wants to care, but he runs away from it. I did also like that Damon didn't like Elena hearing the bad sides of being a vampire. You could tell that he was quite uncomfortable that Rose was talking about how much being a vampire sucked and that Elena could like hear it. Mm. Yeah. I also thought like he didn't want because this is I think what the writers do with this episode quite well with Damon is that like what he does at the end with Rose of like taking the pain away doing this vision of her at home in the sunlight like just having a nice day then killing her to like take away the pain arguably quite like one of the nicer or like compassionate sides of Damon and he doesn't want Elena around for it. Like he would rather her not see these things. And yeah, him him giving Rose a dr- like a happy dream, like a happy end memory. It's it's so beautiful. It's so there's just really nice piano music playing. It looks really pretty. But then every so often it cuts between the dream and what's actually happening. And you see Damon slowly picking up the steak, and it's it's really moving. Oh, it's so and it's he's, so sad. He, he cries. Mm. Like, have we ever seen Damon cry before? I don't. Uh, maybe when Catherine wasn't in the tomb, but he seemed more angry then. Yeah, I don't think he cried. I think, mm. and and I'm I don't normally praise Ian's acting that much. Um, I think he's very charismatic, but I think in general he's like a fine actor. I thought he was great in this episode. Like, just like the denial, 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 and then eventually like breaking down when he has to kill Rose and it is it is like a death of mercy and the daemon of season one was not like capable of mercy Mm. yeah and also like being the whole episode he's like trying to get a cure for Rose he's trying to like find something else and then eventually he's just like she can't she can't take it anymore so he has to step in that's sad and then it and then he goes back to his old tricks someone's driving along he's in the road and I think they do that sorry do you want to talk about something first well, no, I was just, I was just going to say, like, the, I think the thing that finally pushes him over, he's really upset with Rose dying, but then what finally pushes him over the edge is Elena, like a dog with a bone, kind of tr- desperately trying to get Damon to talk about his feelings. And it's the first time we really see him, like, pushing her away. And he wants her nowhere near him in this moment. And she just doesn't stop. Yeah, I was watching it being like, I know she's... I- in her way she's trying to be a good friend but sometimes when people are hurting that much they do just need and want to be left alone and like check in them check in on them like the next day or like just be like i'm here but i will leave you but i'm here if you need me type thing i think elena just grieves quite 
publicly and she think have thinks everyone else needs the same i i like yeah. cuz it's really not from a malicious place she's trying to be like a supportive friend to damon and i think she's doing what she would want which is like for someone to stay with her but he just does yeah. not need that no. i think it also forces him which he doesn't need as well is to like admit that the reason he one of the reasons he's so upset is guilt because he was like it was supposed to be me like jules was after him and she got rose so i think he also then feels really guilty as well as really upset which is not a good combination for damon and i also like you say it's not it's not malicious but i do think elena does this like time and time again where it just like she knows that there's feelings from Damon to her and I think always putting herself in that role is never going to be good for him especially when it's like never reciprocated she's just she's just trying to I think that's the thing she's just like trying to be a friend but it's always gonna end up Damon just being like I'm like this way because of because of you like he says it at the end doesn't he to the woman he's like I can't be what they want me to be what she mm. wants me to be and I do think that is like mentally like messing with Damon as well and it's not something Elena's obviously not being like I'm gonna do this and pull on the string but mm-hmm. there is something there with the, she should ignore she sh- she never acknowledges the feelings that Damon has for her in a way that like maybe sometimes she should I agree and like Damon killing that woman is on Damon and Damon alone but I want a million percent <laughs> like, right a girl a girl rejects you you should be going around yeah. killing people straight up but if I if you think about Elena and her interactions with Damon I don't think it is deliberate but I do think they are a little bit inherently selfish because she wants Damon around even though it hurts him because he is in love with her and she knows this Mm. and she's happy but but she likes him as a friend and she you know has a strong connection with him so she wants him on her terms whereas the nicer thing would maybe not to forge such emotion like close emotional bond with him yeah not to bring in in Twilight in the books this is like really apparent with like the Jacob Edward Bella thing particularly in like Eclipse and Breaking Dawn of just like Bella always likes having Jacob around and it breaks his heart over and over and over again that he's gets to spend time he like falls into this thing and then it's always going to be Edward and it's the same thing of like it will always be Stefan like that's what Elena Mm -hmm. said like she has been clear with her words Uh, but she's still carries on this like fucked up relationship between them yeah yeah and i think i think maybe from her side she sees that there's nothing wrong with the friendship but i personally and this is like my personal opinion even if it wasn't stefan's brother or like if i was dating someone who had the relationship that elena and damon have even if she's been like we're just friends i don't think it's an okay relationship when you're in a relationship with someone else and I also think if you're in that, definitely don't you like, if you're trying to be friends, don't try and use the other person to be like, oh, do it for me or yeah. because we're friends. Like, that's absolutely and definitely tugging on yeah. not the friendship part of her relationship. And when you know he's in a very emotionally fragile place and he can't, he has the ability to snap like everyone's seen it. Like Stefan was like, please don't go kill Jules in the middle of the grill because you're upset about Rose. Like, that's something that they have to worry about. Maybe, yeah, no. just, like, think... Of, like you say, it's nothing about Damon spiralling is on Elena, but, like, I think she could be a bit more, like, cautious about how she is with him. I also thought it was interesting about Damon spiralling. I did like the way they did it, as it was kind of, like, an, almost an existential crisis. Will he, won't he, will he, won't he? Um, 
One thing I thought interesting, and I wonder what your guys' thoughts are, because I don't think it's followed through, is he says that he misses being human more than anything yeah. in the world. And I don't know, kind of, if... Do you think that's true? I took a different meaning. I took it as, like, he misses being a vampire, and he loves being a vampire, and he misses the hunt. He misses, like, the freedom that he has with, like, how he was before Elena. I thought he was saying that he missed being... Because that's what Rose was saying, was that... And being, that's a secret that he couldn't tell. Being human was better than being a vampire. And he was agreeing with that. And he was saying, I miss being human. Mm. I don't know. I it's, I I think they go back and forth on this of whether Damon likes being a vampire or not. And oh. it probably depends who's writing him and what series. It's hard because he is the most repressed man in the world. And... This episode in particular, he won't confide in his brother. He won't confide in Rick. He won't confide in Elena. He will confide in this random woman. And she's kind of meant to be this like therapist stand in. Like it's like a therapy session. Um, So I think we're meant to believe, I think at this moment he thinks he's saying the truth, but whether it's like his actual truth or he's just upset by the events of the day, who knows? I did like that it was such a clear backslide from Damon like he's lying in the road this is the first Mm, thing that like Catherine taught him before he even became a vampire was lie in the road stop the carriages Mm. so it's like clearly oh he's regressing how do you guys think about his character regression it's development in another Mm. way but it's like a a a negative development I think I'm almost not glad it happened but like I think it's a good thing that they didn't just give him a kind of consistent development because of Elena. Like, I think it is good to see there's kind of other factors influencing him is also, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think anyone in life has a, if you're, I don't know, trying to be better, everyone slips back. Mm. And I think it makes him less relatable because he kills someone, but that character, it makes it more believable, I think. Yeah, a million percent. I I quite like it. Like, I don't, yeah, like, I don't like that he kills <laughs> someone, but like for this show... Mm-hmm. I think it. I quite like the flip back and the fact that you can see he's really spiraling, really struggling with something, and he's fighting it. Like I think it's also not to make it like solely about Elena because it's it's not. But I think he's fighting the fact that he is having more like acknowledgement and more kind of sympathy or empathy or just like a moral compass in a way. So he's trying to push back on that and be like, no, I don't. No, I don't at all. I'm going to go and I'm going to kill these random people and that will be fine. Mm-hmm. I, like, I like it too. And I think it works for the character. But I also feel like for where the story needs to go, and they, they did it much better this time, but they have to keep resetting Damon a little bit because, because otherwise it's less of a like torn between two brothers. Because remember, not 12 episodes ago, he slapped, snapped Jeremy's neck. And we've really already moved on from that. So we need some. So we, really we need have. something else. Elena's moved on from it. She doesn't care. It's crazy. <laughs> it is crazy how quickly people move on from things in the show that I don't think I would ever move on from. Yes, because it's it is boring to like. And Elena has to move on from Damon snapping Jeremy's neck because otherwise the show is boring. But it feels then it feels like these big things happen and they seem like eventually they seem less of a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, we move on to the other storyline <laughs> as we get a little bit of Caroline and Tyler and Matt. I hate Caroline and Matt 
with a passion. I really like Caroline and Tyler. I think they have a great chemistry. Like at the yeah. school when they see each other after the like after the full moon, and she's like, "You survived small victories," and they they have that look. I think it's great. And then Matt just appears, and I'm like, "Oh, for the love of God!" Like, no. I also think Tyler and Caroline's relationships far better it's built on kind of building a friendship and supporting each other whereas like matt originally when he first kissed caroline was almost like a pity date like he was like oh i don't like you but fine kind of thing that's what he spent the whole relationship saying pretty much yeah (laughs) like i don't like you but fine i i agree i literally wrote a note like i love how tyler looks at caroline it's so cute and i think they have great chemistry together i much prefer them together and then yeah matt arrives and he starts saying caroline you're a lot of things yeah you're a lot of things but you're not a liar but then it's like she's lying how charming and then i i don't like how he behaves just like even if i did like caroline and matt i don't like how he behaves in this episode because he broke up with caroline now he wants to get back and she's like you shouldn't have kissed me you shouldn't have done this like obviously they're they're doing it because she is hiding something from Matt and she doesn't want to do it but like I don't think he has a right to behave the way he does when he's like if you love me you'll tell me what's going on like you don't have a you you broke up with her like you don't have a right to like start inserting yourself in this in this narrative I just hate him he's awful do you think and I doubt it I think I'm giving the writers like too much of a credit or Matt too much of credit but like I kind of feel this is just your classic like fuckboy who's seen that there's something potentially happening between Caroline and Tyler I don't know I don't think he has seen that happening because he was quite surprised Was, was Tyler there was he surprised to see Tyler yeah he when she was like can everyone stop kissing me I love that. I was like, like, you're just too great. (laughs) I also want to say at the school event, Matt is in charge of the burgers. And I don't know who put him in charge of anything. Who gave him some kind of authority? I'm against it. (sighs) I'm against anything to do with Matt, quite frankly. Definitely. And then we have a Caroline and Tyler kiss. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. I thought it was a better kiss than... It's a way better <laughs> yeah. kiss than the Carolina Matt kiss yeah. earlier in the episode. Definitely. Yeah, there's not a lot to say about that. Just, I think they've done such a good job building Caroline and Tyler this series and then building a good dynamic that still has... Because Tyler's still like... Oh, there's still like the Mason thing. So Tyler finds out this episode um, about like Caroline and Mason. So they had they had built an interesting relationship that had... So I'm really croaky today that had all these um, ups and downs. They, we didn't need to also bring Matt back in. No. Yeah, I think that was unnecessary. I think there was enough drama going on as is. I was. It's just so unnecessary. It's like they don't really know what to do with Matt if he's not in like, or they don't know what to do with relation, building relationships if they're not in a love triangle. Like they can't just have this slow build of Caroline and Tyler that's through a friendship and like is now going to be more complicated because Jules has just told... Tyler that Caroline knows Mason's dead like you can't have that you've got to throw in Matt at the same time she also said Caroline killed Mason which is not true (laughs) Caroline had nothing to do with that like yes she is a vampire and yes she knew Mason was dead and didn't tell Tyler and that is a huge betrayal but she did not kill him no I think Jules just wanted to get Tyler on her Mm -hmm. side I also think it's wild the way Jules behaves and Tyler behaves with Jules. And she's like, don't worry, we'll get them. To Tyler, who's meant to be friends with these people. And I know how they've treated, like, like, they have betrayed him 
massively, but to automatically assume that others are on their way, they're coming, we're going to get them back and Tyler's going to be on board with this. It's a big leap for Jules yeah. to take. Yeah, I did like that when she was like, werewolves can smell out vampires and she's like, you can't smell them yet, you must be brand new. Like her, and I think, you know, mm. she's evil, but I did like that she was really like, oh my God, he's done this alone. He's like a little baby werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. Then my question on this, and again, it links nothing to this episode, but I'm a bit confused where Catherine fits in in Mason's life because if Jules is so much of a pro that she can sniff out vampires and Mason was in her pack mm. and Mason was also dating Catherine, do they not know who Catherine is? I think Mason was keeping... They were, surely Jules has Mason seen Elena. Mason was keeping things from Jules though because... Remember, mm. there was that phone call where Jules was like, you were right, Mason was holding out on us. So it feels like Mason was in the pack, but he I don't think he operated, he didn't operate the same way Jules did. Like he doesn't like slaughter people. He seemed to want to like protect people. So I don't think he was as into like, we're, we're werewolves and we have to stick together and it's a war between vampires and werewolves and we're going to take them down. Mm. Mason was just, a, he was just a guy who was a, he was a surfer a bit he just wanted you know he just wanted to break the curse i feel sorry for him r.i.p king yeah 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 i completely agree that okay that makes sense because i was just like this makes this didn't make sense to me at the time but yeah, yeah. that would that would think he up. wasn't a, he wasn't a fanatic like they hate vampires he was not that way yeah because yeah, he was just like when he met Damon, he was like, you do your thing, I'm going to do my thing, let's stay out of each other's way. And classic Damon couldn't, couldn't do that, but poor Mason. Yeah, he really didn't deserve to no. die. He also didn't need to die at that point. We won't rehash that, but he didn't need to die. <laughs> no, but Damon had to do another really bad thing. So we as the audience can remember he's not a good person. Every, every four episodes. Yes. Yeah, there's something wrong. And then I guess the only other thing that happens in this episode is instead of bringing back <laughs> Isabel, Stefan brings back John. He's back. And this is my thing. Like, why is John more trustworthy than Elijah? Like, John genuinely pulled Damon into the cellar and, like, left him for dead. Yeah. He killed Anna. Yeah. Another person who didn't deserve to die. <sighs> she didn't have... <sighs> Poor Anna. Yeah. Poor Anna. No. Crazy. Yeah. And she was working with Catherine. Yeah. Him in it. So, so why is he trustworthy? Especially when Catherine's so the one stupid. who sent Stefan to get Isabel, or I guess John. For sake. I've just written this prick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's stupid. But yeah, any? Do you have any more thoughts that you want to share? No, I'm just sad for Rose. Yeah. R.I.P. Rose. I'm just R.I.P. Rose. Yeah. Icon and legend. R.I.P. Queen. Brilliant. R.I.P. Queen. But we mean it. Not. Uh, not yeah. ironically. Not ironically. Well, we're out of British accents. Well, <gasps> let's sprinkle it now. now. Exactly. <laughs> okay, let's move on to our favourite segment of the show. Whoop, whoop. Stats. Stats, stats, stats. So we are keeping track of all the deaths and all the relationships. So what are we adding today? So I tried to count the campers was a bit hard this is a hard one so i think with this with the policeman i have five for people that jules killed i have five i have five okay lovely okay 
Let's go with that because I was trying to keep track of limbs and it was very <laughs> same. I like reround so many times. Sorry, let me just uh, make a note. I've got I've got a pen and paper. I can send it to you afterwards if that's helpful. No, it's, it's okay. So Jules has got five, um, and then so that's no. Her... Jules has six. She killed Rose and Rose. Yes, good point. Are you counting her? Oh no, Rose, I was because Damon stakes her. Oh yeah, her. good point. I was counting Damon as roses, roses as Damon's. Ooh, interesting. Because, but she was I about th- to die anyway. I don't oh. think she's Damon's. I think she is. I think it's a mercy kill because yeah. Damon stops the pain. He stakes yeah. her. Like yes, Rose would have died. I get that, but he ends it earlier. I think it's with. I agree. Damon personally. Can she get two? I don't. I think really so. think Jules killed her with. Yeah, if but Jules that, had done that, she wouldn't mm, be dead. That's, yeah, but like that's true for many things. Like D- Stefan killed Stefan killed Vicky. Do you know what? Do you know what I want? <laughs> if Damon hadn't turned her, Stefan. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. That was. Yeah, and if my grandmother had wheels, she'd be a bicycle. <laughs> yeah. No, I I fully get your logic, but I think Damon yeah. Damon killed Rose. I like I I get it, but. It's not like she died. She didn't die of a vampire bite. She died being staked through the heart. A vampire bite, a werewolf bite. I agree. Okay. I'll defer to the majority. I was just happy. What do we do in this situation? Do we fight? <laughs> no, I think it... <laughs> <laughs> I get what you mean. I think do it, do it. Majority, majority ruling, okay. I feel. Okay. Well, if people disagree... <laughs> Sorry, Alice. And they want to support Alice, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, let us know. That she's not alone in this. I get your point, but Damon killed her. Yeah. yeah. I think if she did just naturally die of a werewolf bite, 100%, it's Jules. But she, she didn't. That's the thing. Yes, there is a reason she's dying, and there is a reason that Damon staked her. But Damon did still staked her. But we can go round <laughs> yeah. on houses for this. <laughs> I'll see you guys later. We can end the book about it later. And everyone will be like, please stop talking about vampire diaries, guys. <laughs> you have this podcast for a so, reason. Okay. <laughs> we've, okay. We've come to an agreement on that for now. <laughs> Until everyone tells them. Okay, well I've got I've got Dave Yeah. Damon kills Rose and Jessica. Yes. Jessica at the end. Yeah. So Damon's got two kills. Yeah. Jules has got five. And this is what I have down. Rose has three. No. So, yeah. Damon, Damon takes the lead for season two with six kills, and he's obviously still in our lead overall with thirty kills. Um, first time for Jules oh, and Rose to be on the board, and Rose's joint second. Uh, not Rose, Jules's joint second on season two with five. Lovely. Is that with Elijah? Elijah has joint second. Five, yeah. And Klaus has five. I love that Klaus has five and we haven't met him. It's fun. (laughs) Fun. (laughs) And then we also have a relationship to add. Caroline and Tyler. Yes, Tyler and Caroline. Yeah. What does that do for the... Does that do anything? I guess we have a little uh, love square. Who do you think is in this love square now that Tyler and Caroline have joined up? Um, Is it Matt's mum? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's <laughs> Damon, Kelly, Tyler, Caroline. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, so Kelly. weird. Um, but they were all that they were already kind of connected uh, just through everything. So yeah, it's just just yeah. just as usual, slightly more complicated. 
So the only thing I want to say about this episode is that um, during the episode, Isabel's phone number was shown. And if fans called that number, they were treated to a recorded message from Elena, Stefan and Damon. But I am heartbroken to say that if you call that number 11 years on from the air of the episode, it is no longer in service. (laughs) As I found out this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Have you seen the cast are all like together for something? Not Ian, but like Nina Poole, the guy who played Rick. Um, they were all doing interviews. And Jenna. Was it like a con? And Vicky. Interesting. Yeah, it looked, yeah, they were like on stage all in a thing, but it was recent because I saw it on Nina. Durant ah, yeah, it was. So lots of them do conventions. I think recently Nina did a convention and she never normally does them. Um, but loads of the cast like, always mm. do various cons. Uh, well, Nina and Paul were definitely at this one, as were the actresses who play Jenna and Vicky, and the actor who plays Rick, which I was really upset to see. I hate him. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> that no, let's uh, let's end on how people can contact us if they want to. Excellent point. You can follow us, like our posts, DM us on Instagram at Missing Mystic Fools Pod. I was just going to say we put up some wildly successful reels up there. Yeah, we're buzzing <laughs> from it. <laughs> um, you can contact us on formerly Twitter at uh, Miss Mystic Pod. And you can go into your podcast app of choice right this second and rate us five. Alice is yawning. <laughs> Excuse me. Alice is just not a big old yawn. One bit. I've had enough, guys. No. Well, you can rate me five stars. Some people don't pay attention to the end. Um, And we will be back new episodes every single Wednesday. Bye. Bye. Bye.